Respectfully. 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 A melanated therapist. Welcome in and welcome home, family. I'm Dimitri. And I'm Rade. And this is Respectfully a Melanated Therapist podcast. Just a disclaimer this is not therapy. We are just two people who are doing a podcast who happen to be therapists. The information in our podcast is for psychoeducation and entertainment purposes only. If you are in need of therapeutic resources, please feel free to contact us and we'll point you in the right direction. All right, fam. So our topic for today's podcast is friendship. And by definition, friendship is the emotions or conduct of friends, the state of being friends, or a relationship between friends. Now, is it really that simple? Of course not. And we're going to explore that today. So, Rade, what does friendship mean to you? So, man, I think friendship really means to me having a healthy support within that friend or companion. Um, But ultimately, yeah, having a companion that is able to keep you accountable, be present for you, support you, I think aligns with you a bit. So when I say Mm -hmm. that, I think I'm meaning like um, aligning with values and like moral code and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes we don't always align completely, but um, I think being able to hear the other perspective of that friend is important. Mm -hmm. Um, And lastly, I think friendship means to me being able to not, I don't know. I don't know how I want to explain this, but just kind of like (laughs) being equally yoked as friends, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. having a balance to you and there's a give and take. What about you? What does friendship mean to you? Wow. So to me, um, I feel like friendship is kind of on a spectrum a little bit um, for me. Um, I feel like, you know, there's different levels to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I have friends that, you know, I talk to like almost every day and, you know, I tell them, you know, pretty much everything that's going on in my life. And I feel like, you know, there's no judgment and there's trust there and I'm able to be vulnerable. And then I have some friends where, you know, we have, you know, more than surface conversations, but we may not talk as frequently as I talk to the other friends, you know what I mean? And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think friendship is having a mutually trusting, vulnerable space with another person, being able to fully be yourself without judgment and being able to be raw and vulnerable. And like you say, have that support system, that shoulder to cry on, that confidant, Um, And, you know, universally, I feel like friendship is all kind of grounded on some of the same principles. But I also feel that how we how each individual defines friendship is, you know, unique to the individual, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. I I love your definition of what friendship is, especially with that spectrum of you know, having friends that maybe your best friends that you talk to on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I want to note here too that like, I feel like I also have friends that are just as close to me that I don't speak to on a daily basis. Um, that if when we do reconnect, it's like we just pick up where we left off. Same. And 
I can't lie. I think those are the ones that I so, so, so cherish and appreciate more than anything because they, I think we have been able to withstand the test of not that daily communication and thing like mm. that, that would normally kind of be disruptive to relationships. Mm-hmm. That test of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Very true. Okay. So how do you feel about making friends and how do you do it? Mm. Okay. So uh, two for one. Um, so how do I feel about making friends? Honestly, in the place that I am right now, I'm 36 years old. I am really not on the hunt for new friends. <laughs> um, I'm content with the ones that I have. Um, hashtag no new friends. No, I'm just joking. But, (laughs) but, you know, I'm always open to connections. You know what I mean? I'm always open to experiences. So I'm not saying that I would, uh, block a potential friendship. I'm just saying it's not something that I'm seeking, but, um, I feel making friends is a part of life. I feel like, you know, that's a constant in our lives as we, you know, leave childhood and enter adolescence and then from adolescence into adulthood and and thereafter that we're always seeking connection. We're always Mm -hmm. doing things to support connection with other people. Um, So I think it's, it's making friends is a part of life. Um, how do you do that? I feel like honestly, just being yourself, like being who, being the person that you're proud to look at in the mirror. I feel like, you know, being authentic, being genuine, showing empathy. I feel like treating others the way that you want to be treated. Now, you know, (laughs) I learned this from my uh, grandmother and I actually almost got, I got a school award for it. Um, when I was in the fifth grade for the golden rule. And that's basically treating people the way that you want to be treated. But now that I'm Mm -hmm. a little older, I felt like, um, my grandmother left a a piece of it out, which is, you know, treat people the other way you treat people the way that you want to be treated, but do it accordingly. And when I say do Mm -hmm. it accordingly, is that everyone doesn't deserve every part of you. Um, or deserve to get to know every part of you or experience every part of you, but knowing how to discern between the two. Like when, okay, this is an authentic, genuine connection and this person supports me and then being okay with, okay, I can share myself with this person a little more. You know, um, yeah, I think it's all about authentically being yourself um, as far as making friends and being open to the experience. Because sometimes um, (laughs) me and my best friend were just talking about this the other day, that. I'm pretty sure I don't look approachable. Um, <laughs> you know, I might have a little RBF when I'm out in public because, you know, typically when I'm out, I'm on a mission. I, my intent <laughs> is to get in, get out and go on about my day. You know what I'm saying? But however, if someone were to say, hey, how are you? I would, you know, hey, how you doing? Like complete change in demeanor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I just feel like at the same time, just uh, making sure that you're open to whatever opportunities or experiences come your way regarding connecting with another individual. How about you? <laughs> I'm laughing because yeah, we're the same person and it's just, it's happening. All right. So <laughs> for me, <laughs> I'll say that making friends, um, no thanks. Not, not right now. You know, <laughs> not, <laughs> not <now>. no thanks, friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I have enough of them, and um, I just I appreciate the ones that I do have. You know, and it took me 
I think it took me the life I've lived up until this point to make mm-hmm. the friends that I have and to cherish those relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, I only have like a real like handful or two handful of like close friends that mm-hmm. I genuinely consider friends that I could lean on and talk to and reach mm-hmm. out to and all of those things, um, which I like it that way. Um, I yeah. think too many people makes things way too crowded. It makes things way too convoluted. And so I'm good without that. I don't need any <laughs> new friends. So you said hashtag no new friends. Look, you said just kidding. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> 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 I, don't know. I mean, yeah, and, but no, but you know, I, I, I completely agree. Um, I did say kidding, but you know, like I said, I'm not closed off to any new connections or opportunities that may present themselves, but am I going out seeking it? Absolutely not. Um, but like I exactly. say, having a lot of people around is, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen. You Facts. Know? So like you say, the handful of friends, like I'm content with what I have and I'm, I'm exactly. grateful for what I have. And, you know, I think I'm have a good balance between, you know, my friends that, you know, I talk to often and then the ones that I may not talk to often, but like you say, as soon as we do talk where it's like picking up where we left off and I feel like, you know, I have a very good support system in that way. And, you know, friendship extends far beyond a non-platonic relationship because, you know, there's family members who I actually have friendships with and and fit into those categories as well. Yeah. Right. I was actually going to say the same thing. Um, So, where oh also with how how I make friends, um, like you said earlier, being yourself is very important. Being yourself, and I also think making sure that you are paying attention to who people say they are. Mm-hmm. I think That's it's important one. that yeah, I think it's important that we don't start painting red flags green. Even mm-hmm. for friendships, even if or relationships, whatever, mm-hmm. but specifically for friendships, too. right? <laughs> and <laughs> that we are well aware of what we are getting ourselves into, calling ourselves a friend to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's important to be able to to discern, just kind of like you were saying, you know, treat people how you want to be treated, how they want to be treated, but do so accordingly. Mm-hmm. It, that all wraps into each other of being able to discern whether or not someone is actually up to standard, so to speak, to be mm-hmm. your friend. And yes, mm-hmm. I said standard because I mm-hmm. have standards for friendships. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think that's something I'm not afraid of, which is probably also why I don't have as as many friends as maybe other people. But mm-hmm. I like it that way specifically because I know I can depend on my friends and they can depend on me. Like I said, that equally yoked relationship, healthy support. And when things become mm-hmm. unhealthy or trivial at any time, I know that the friends that I do have, I can talk to them and we can mm-hmm. figure it out. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, just to, to kind of latch on to what you were saying, like at the end of the day, I would rather have one or two strong, meaningful friendships than six or seven that are run of the mill or mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't want to say run of the mill, but kind of like what you said, not kind of up to those standards or, you know, mm-hmm. expectations that you would have on a friend, because I feel like uh, um it's a relationship at its core base. It doesn't matter whether yep. it's platonic or not platonic. And, you know, that comes along with, you know, making sure that, you know, you match with that person, making sure that you do have mm-hmm. that support and looking at them through, you know, 
a clear lens like you would if you were, quote unquote, interviewing someone to be a romantic partner. I feel like it's all yeah. the same. Um, but yeah, so with that brings me to the next question I have for you, Rade, is, you know, how do you maintain friendships? Wow. Um, I feel like that's a little bit of a loaded question. <laughs> only because... Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Only because... Um, Maintaining friendships is multifaceted, just like any other relationship, like just mm-hmm. like we've been making note of throughout this uh, episode so far. And ultimately is consistency, right? Making sure that I'm mm-hmm. consistent about being present for my friend and checking in on my friend and doing my part, right? Mm-hmm. Friends don't only mean that they need to be supportive of me and things like that. Um, right. remembering things about my friends is very important to maintaining friendships, being able to know what experience they're talking about when we're amidst a conversation and they're like, mm-hmm. Oh, remember I told you about this and they want to give me an update or me being able to initiate that possible update from them regarding mm-hmm. whatever experience they had. Um, being able to actually spend time with them like quality time with friends is so Mm -hmm. so so important and however you do that now that i've moved to colorado many of my friends are not in the same state as me Mm -hmm. um and i got lucky to having one friend from my master's program in colorado that i'll see every now and then Mm -hmm. um but outside of that my quality time with friends sometimes looks like taking a flight home it could look mm-hmm. like them visiting me. It could also just look like us sitting on the phone for a few hours and catching up at the end mm-hmm. of our week. And um, which we appreciate because we're able mm-hmm. to just kind of check in with each other's experiences. And I think that's how we really maintain friendship. Um, last thing I'll say about this is to having a no judgment zone. My friendships mm-hmm. don't have a judgment zone. It's about yeah. you can be who you are to your fullest extent and potential and i'm gonna appreciate every bit of it and i'm gonna expect the same from you but also know that if you tripping if you wilding out then i'm gonna keep your ass accountable too so (laughs) right 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 what about you how do you maintain um i think you you hit the nail on the head with a lot of what you said um you know for me i think it all starts with Open, healthy communication and honesty, making sure that you're always on the same page, making sure that if there's something that you need to say or something that needs to be said between the two of you, that you have those conversations and you don't run from them. Um, Like you Mm -hmm. said, getting to know them on deeper levels, making sure, you know, what they like, what they don't like, you know, their birthdays, you know, anything that's meaningful to them, um, I think is important. Um, I also think it's important to, you know, have a certain level of acceptance, like you say, that no judgment zone. And that comes with acceptance, Mm -hmm. you know, accepting people for who they are, including their imperfections, just like you would want someone to accept you for who you are and your imperfections. Showing that grace, you know, we keep talking about showing grace to ourselves, but we also should show grace to others because, you know, there'll be situations where, you know, you might need to be the stronger wing in this friendship because your friend is going through something and vice Mm -hmm. versa. Yeah. Okay. You know, you know what? So (laughs) I actually have a little story. I don't even know if I ever told you this. So when we were in our master's program, Mm -hmm. I remember um, 
because I think both of us kind of have this, you know, RBF going on. <laughs> and yes. <laughs> in our first semester of our master's program, I think like I was so closed off to connecting with people, I think, um, mm-hmm. as we all know, because I thought I was just so open, but definitely so guarded. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I remember always thinking, oh my God, I should like ask Demetri, because we would talk about working out and different things like that mm-hmm. during classes and stuff. And I was, mm-hmm. I remember thinking before, oh my God, I should ask Demetri if he wants to like work out with me sometime or mm-hmm. anything. And I never asked. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh no, like he's probably not going to want to do that. He's probably kind of like in the same mood as me. Like I did not come here to make friends. Let's get in. Let's get out, honey. Classes at night. We tired. Like, (laughs) but but eventually we connected um, Mm -hmm. just without even any real initiation, just off of just it was recognition natural. of values. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, it was so natural, yeah. but I just wanted to share that because I had always thought about that and I thought it was so funny, but I, I don't think <laughs> but, I never shared it, ever shared it with you. No, I don't think you, you haven't shared that with me, but the, you know, the funny part was, is when we first met, I was like, you know, okay, so this is raw and uncut people. So, you know, there wasn't <laughs> a lot of black people in our program. Um, no. and, and, when I say program, I mean the whole thing, which could be different years or different, you know, times in the program. But then even in our cohort, there wasn't yeah. that many Black people. So I'm mm-hmm. looking and Rade Rod- does have RBF, but I mean, I do too. So <laughs> when I saw Rade, I was like, oh, she looked mean, but I bet you she not. I was like, and I'm going to find out. So I'm going to talk to her. And <laughs> and it's so funny. Because I'm like, oh, I was like, we probably could hang out. I was like, mm, I don't know, you know, because, you know, this is just school. So, you know, she probably comp- um, compartmental. I can't say that word right now. But, you know. Um, <laughs> Compartmentalizing? <laughs> correct. Uh, like All I right. do. And um, may not want no new friends, you know. This is just, you know, we're here to reach a goal and keep it moving. But, you know, like you said, it just kind of occurred naturally. And, you know, we went past talking about school to, you know, really getting to know each other. And, you know, shout out to Brittany Gordon, because I did the same thing with her. But Brittany is, but she's on the opposite side. Like, she doesn't have RBF, but she's not talkative. So I'm like, oh, she's real quiet. So I'm going to make her talk. And, Mm -hmm. you know, now we all still friends. (laughs) But, (laughs) um, you know, and, and Brittany. Brittany Gordon is is another um, one of the the black um, graduate students who were in the same cohort as us. But, yeah, I um, think, yeah. I think it was a little bit easier for me to meet her because um, she's we went to, we did undergrad together, so she's also in a sorority, and mm-hmm. um, so we were able to connect over that and yeah. just like yeah. mutual people. So that felt like an easier friendship to develop. Rather yeah. than someone that I didn't know at all. But I'm so glad you decided to talk to me and stuff because who knows? Maybe I wouldn't have. <laughs> Listen, we talked to each other, you know. We, know, we was, really did. We talked to each other. I feel like it was mutual, but it was. Mm-hmm. But my uh, but on impact, my thought was, um, she looked mean, but I bet you she not mean. So we finna find out. Oh. Now, you would have been like, if you would have snapped back, I'd be like, okay, mom, let me go back over here to my lane. <laughs> And um, go ahead and finish this graduate program so I can go ahead and, and start this career. But I'm glad that we <laughs> that we met and that it kind of um, developed into our, the friendship that we have now. So yes, it's, definitely. It's definitely been um, 
a blessing because, you know, for undergraduate, Mm -hmm. I just, I was so focused on um, getting to the good part, which was graduate school. Like I breezed right (laughs) through it. Like I wasn't really trying to make no friends. I'll talk to you in class or whatever, but like going to meet and study groups, no, I'm good. I got to go to work Um, anyway. (laughs) um, But yeah, I kept it moving. I I just kept my head focused on the books. But for some reason, um, when I went into the graduate program, I walked into that situation knowing that I wanted a different experience. And I was like, you know, I didn't have that typical, you know, undergraduate experience of living on campus and just only going to school full-time. Like I've always been a full-time student and employee. And when I got to this program, I was like, you know, Demetra walk in completely open and just experience it. And I think, you know, between you, Brittany G, Brittany H, Jenny, and, you know, it just kind of, um, brought me back to a place where I saw genuine friendship develop from mm. basically the ground up. Cause I've yeah. had the same friends for a very long time. So I haven't really hadn't, you know, really experienced that, but to really just kind of meet you all and just kind of watch these relationships or these friendships just develop from the ground up has just been amazing. Yeah. I, I could agree with that. I think my experience was a little bit was Kind of the opposite where undergrad, I did breeze through because I finished it in two years, but mm-hmm. I was intentional about my social space. Um, yeah. And so I was involved in a number of organizations and got, got to know so many people. Didn't talk to people during my like actual classes, though, like mm-hmm. me- meeting classmates. That was an absolute no. And so for <laughs> me, <laughs> and so for me, once I, um, got to grad school, I was like, oh, I've already met the friends. Like, cool. Mm-hmm. Get in, get out, you know, kind of right, thing. But, right. Yeah. But yes, okay. these friendships are definitely a blessing and I appreciate you. Yes, and I appreciate you, friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fam. Now we're moving on to our Q&A portion of our podcast, Therapist Hats Off. And the first question that we have from one of our listeners is, how do I tell my friends that I feel too much pressure being their go-to person? Wow. Yeah, wow. Um, tell them, sis. Or, <laughs> bro. <laughs> tell them. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, just, I said, you know, it's important to articulate what's going on for you. And mm-hmm. if they are your friends, they should be able to be present for that as well. Just mm-hmm. because you're known to be the go-to person, it doesn't mean you have to drown in it. This is kind of like that exactly. saying, check on your strong friends too. Exactly. You know, um, exactly. if it's becoming too much and you recognize that it's becoming too much, communicate that. I would say something to my friends to the extent of, you know, I really do enjoy being present for you and being able to talk to you about things when they're going on. And I I like that you come to me about it. But at the same time, right now, I think it's becoming overwhelming for me and I have to take a step back, you know, and Mm -hmm. hopefully Mm -hmm. they understand that. Maybe they even ask you some questions. Maybe they can offer you some support in that moment. Right. Because sometimes, you know, we don't notice that we are placing too much on friendships or on our friends. And it just has to be called to attention. But I think if you continue to not share that or continue to hide that, then Mm -hmm. it'll be disruptive to the friendship overall. 
Yeah. I completely agree with Rade. The only thing that I would say is, in addition to, you know, talking to your friends and putting it out there, do a self-inventory and ask yourself, okay, did, was that asked of me? Is it expected of me to be the go-to person? What, or did I put myself or walk into that position in the circle of friends? You know what I'm saying? Because ultimately you could have a nurturing spirit. You know what I mean? You can have a healing spirit and people are drawn to that. So I think it's very important to look at, okay, well, how did I get to be this go-to person? You know, is that Mm -hmm. a part of who I am? Is that just how we naturally click? Or did I walk into that space because I feel that ultimately you feel comfortable in that space, but now it's becoming too overwhelming. Um, But yeah, I definitely believe that it starts with communication and, you know, um, giving yourself some grace to be human and, you know, and, I think sometimes we get caught up in being the go-to person that we don't ask for what we personally need. And, mm-hmm. you know, none of us are mind readers, so people won't know what you need until you tell them. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, what I will say here is, is that, um, you know, this is usually me, the person that's the go-to person. And it's because, you know, normally my friend's have things that they want to talk to me about or that I'm normally listening and uh, Mm -hmm. tend to have a nurturing spirit, things like that. And sometimes I do have to tell them, you know, like, hey, I can't talk to you today, but I will talk to you here. And it's about Mm -hmm. setting boundaries. And I think that's usually that's what it is when when Demetrika was talking about being able to do that self inventory. It's about seeing, are you creating expectations and boundaries that you cannot uphold and if you are how can you modify these boundaries even when it comes Mm. to being present for other people so that you can still take care of you absolutely all right guys so next question from a listener is when i'm out growing my friends how do i approach the type of situation and express how i'm feeling to them Mm. That's another mm-hmm. wild question. Um, yeah. on, on impact, my the part that I focused on was the outgrowing part. So mm-hmm. let's look at I, I, let's look at that for a, a little a little bit. So for me, I feel like there's different types of outgrowing a situation or a friendship or a relationship. You have on one hand outgrowing the person because ultimately where you're going is not in alignment or equally yoked, as Rade said, with where your friend is going. So you are mm-hmm. moving in a different direction than that friend. Now, it doesn't, in that instance, it doesn't dilute the friendship. It doesn't mean the friendship is bad. It just means that you guys are headed in two different directions. So I would look at the good parts of the relationship to determine, okay, is this a mutually trusting, beneficial friendship for both of us before, you know, deciding, okay, I'm outgrowing this person and we may need to disconnect. Now, on the other hand, you have outgrowing people because you no longer are a match. We all evolve throughout our lives and, you know, we change. And sometimes when you change, you know, the people who were with you in the beginning may not be the same people who are with you in the end. And in those situations, you know, you just want to separate on good terms. You know what I mean? Because it doesn't necessarily mean that the person is a bad person or anything like that. It just means that you're outgrowing them and you guys are no longer on the same wavelength, if that makes sense. But ultimately, 
I feel like it all requires a conversation and I feel like it's just raw honesty. You know, I feel like we're going in two different directions. I do value your friendship, you know, but based on where I'm going, we may not be able to hang out as much as we did before, you know, basically, you know, leading up, we call it a compliment sandwich, give you a positive, (laughs) give you constructive Mm -hmm. feedback or negative, and then another positive um, so that you can make sure that although you know, separating from someone, whether it's a friendship or a relationship is hard and it comes with a certain set of emotions that you're causing as as less harm as you can on your way out. What do you think, Rodney? Yeah, I completely agree. I don't have that much to add to this besides just when you can identify that you may be growing apart or outgrowing a friend like Demetrius said, having that conversation and within that conversation, being open to hearing what they have to say about what their experience is. Because there Mm -hmm. are times where I think that sometimes we may think we're outgrowing a friend, but they're just dealing with their own experience that they haven't shared with anyone yet, or just not shared with you. Um, And on, on top of that, um, when you do express this to them, I think the compliment sandwich is perfect. Because it still offers respect to the person in the friendship overall, rather mm. than it feeling like, well, I'm attacking you because we don't match anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, and I say, you know, have this conversation as soon as possible. When you feel like something is, you know, off or the outgrowing is actually happening. Try to have Mm -hmm. this conversation as soon as possible. I really encourage you to try to think about what you want to say before, you know, you have that conversation only because, Mm -hmm. you know, this can be a tough conversation and flustering one as well. Um, Mm -hmm. As well as if the conversation doesn't go over well, give each other some space. And if you need to try to have the conversation later, but if not, then it sucks, but that's, time for you to then mourn that friendship Mm -hmm. outgrowing friendship starts to feel like grief and Mm -hmm. you start to go through stages of grief so pay attention to that and pay attention to where you are in that stage when you're ready to have that conversation i mean stages of grief for a different episode not getting into that today (laughs) but you know y'all can do y'all research (laughs) all right do you have anything else to add to that no i think you summed it up nicely Okay. All right, you guys. So our earth lesson for this week is valuable friendships come few and far between. Take heed to what friendships teach you about life and about yourself. Respectfully, a melanated therapist. All right, fam. Remember to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at respectfullymt and send your questions and topic requests to respectfullymt at gmail.com. Until next time, fam. Peace. Respectfully. 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 A melanated therapist. therapist.